Hey, welcome to a gluten-free podcast, the show where we'll be exploring all things gluten-free. I'm your host, Ben. Whether you have celiac disease like me, you're gluten-free for other reasons, or you just want to learn more about the gluten-free diet, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to a gluten-free podcast. This is a weekly show where I talk to people about what they're doing in the gluten-free world and I also share my own story of having celiac disease and being gluten-free. Before I get into the episode today, I would, as always, like to acknowledge this land of Gundungara country that I'm currently recording this episode on right now and where I have the ability to live on with my family. It is the land of the Gundungara people and they are the true custodians of this land. I would like to acknowledge the stories, traditions and living cultures of all indigenous elders, past, present and emerging. Also, I am not a medical professional myself, but joining me on today's episode of the 5 and 5 with Celiac Australia is Penny Delsberger, who is the Health Advocacy Officer at Celiac Australia, and she'll be talking all things health and health-related research, but we'd both just like to remind you to always seek out your own personal medical advice when it comes to doing anything to your own health or your diet. All right, let's get into today's episode. Oh, Penny, thanks for joining me here today. Thank you, Ben. Nice to be here. And unfortunately, we can't be joined uh, by Emily today. But um, yeah, we've we've got a flying uh, solo today. Yes. <laughs> but the uh, the Melbourne Gluten Free Expo uh, just happened recently, and uh, you had a chat at that expo as well. You did a talk. Uh, would you I mind did. chatting about uh, what the talk was about? Yeah, so yeah, the the expo was great. It was really nice to be back face to face with everybody and it was everyone was just so excited to to be there and see all the new products that were out and about. So it was just a great weekend, exhausting always, but um in a good way. It was um yeah, it was really nice to see everybody. So we did have the education stage at the expo and I did a few presentations over the weekend um around labeling. So yeah, one of the things we did touch on was the changes that are coming in in relation to how allergens are declared on pack. Um, And this is called Plain English Allergen Labelling or PEEL for short. Um, And that legislation was introduced in 2021, in February 2021. But manufacturers have a three-year transition period to change all of their labels over. So by 2024, in February, we will, they will be, these changes will all have happened. Um, And the idea is that it will make it um, easier and quicker for consumers to find the information that that is relevant to them on food packaging. Mm. Um, So I guess one of the main points around this is that it's not as though there is any change to the need to declare allergens. That's always been the case and that will continue to be the case, but it's the way in which that occurs um, that that is changing and is being more standardised and consistent. So in the ingredient list, um, in the past, certainly we've manufacturers have had to declare gluten and gluten-containing grains, um, but there's never been any specification around what terms must be used. So now they must use specifically wheat, rye, barley, oats, if any ingredient is derived from those grains. And each time an ingredient is derived from those grains, they must be declared. And they must also bold them as well, which hasn't been compulsory in the past. 
That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think overseas that's been in place for a little while, the whole bolding mm. thing. Um, so I think it just makes it a bit easier to spot them um, in the ingredient list. Um, so that's the ingredient list. The other, probably the bigger change is around the contains statements or our allergen summary statements. And these are used to summarise what allergens are present in the in the formulated ingredients of a product. Um so in the past or up until now, these have been a voluntary part of labelling. Um, from February 2024, they will be mandatory. So every manufacturer will have to use them on pack. Um, what does get a bit confusing is this, the terms they have specified that must be used for these. So they're requiring that gluten be declared separately to wheat. And the reason for that is to make sure that those who are wheat allergic are getting all of the information that they need to make a choice about the product as well. Right. Um, so wheat will be declared separately to gluten and it is only those two terms that can be used um, in the summary statement. Um, so I guess we will have some more information about this in the magazine. It is going to be a bit of a bit of an education process for mm. all of us um, to understand what it will look like and interpreting what we see on pack. But basically what will be helpful is that if you don't see gluten in the allergen summary statement or in the contained statement, that effectively means the product is suitable. So that will be a nice, easy, quick check um, that that we'll be able to, to do and to promote um, moving forward but as i say there is still a couple more years for manufacturers to, to make these changes yeah but it will gradually come in until then great um, in the meantime just yeah keep doing what you've been doing and looking at your ingredient list and so on to look for any ingredient derived from gluten will they still have the may contain statement on there too yeah our beloved may contain yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so that's not covered by this legislation or any legislation for that matter oh, okay. there's certainly some yep. great um, industry guidance around may contain statements, but they're still grossly overused or misused. Um, there's not a great deal of consistency around how they are used. Um, so certainly you, we will continue to see those. I, I am hoping that with time, um, more manufacturers will follow the guidance that's provided by industry around these so that we we see them used more meaningfully um, and less, you know, all over the shop, just just as a covering mechanism. Um, where I think we're moving in that direction, but there's still a bit more to work, a bit more work to do um, on the may contain statements. For sure, always. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're very annoying. That, that sounds like a really interesting chat, and I'm sure everybody there would have gained a lot of um, yeah insight into those into those new labelling laws. Um, who else was chatting at the at the gluten free expo in Melbourne? Yeah, so we had some good people um, volunteer their time and come and come and um, spend time on the stage, which was great. We had a few doctors, um, so some adults and paediatric gastroenterologists came, which was great. So um, Jason Tidin, um, who's the chair of our medical advisory and based at Wee High in Melbourne, was there on the Saturday. Um, and on the Sunday, we had um, an adult gastro and we had a paediatric gastro. Um, on the Saturday, on the Sunday, sorry. So um, it was, yeah, really good, good to have them there with, you know, all of their, their 
their knowledge and experience to help people. Um, but we did also have um, a couple of ambassadors as well. So Isaac, who I think he's now 14 or something, he's growing up, um, he came and had a chat about what it's like living as a, a teenager with celiac disease. Mm. Um, and then on the Sunday we had Brooke Stratton who – Actually, that's not her surname anymore, is it? She's got married. No, Bushkul. Bushkul. Thank yeah. you. There no, we go. Okay. Sorry, Brooke. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great to have her there on the Sunday and just get, um, you know, from an athlete's perspective, what it's like living and travelling and training with celiac disease. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting to hear from both from both of them as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Isaac came on the podcast and also I'll be having Brooke on pretty soon oh, too. Oh, fabulous. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And, uh, and Fiona Crockett has taken over as CEO. Yes, very exciting. Got out, yeah, Fiona's our new CEO and she's got, um, yeah, a lot of passion and enthusiasm and some great ideas. So, yeah, really looking forward to, to where she's going to take the organisation and, and, and help those with celiac disease. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be, be chatting to her on the podcast pretty soon. So, yeah be able to get right, some insight yeah. into her into her background and her plans for the organization. So mm, awesome. Thank you, Penny, for chatting with me here today. And um, yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to be joined by Emily, but uh, hopefully next time. But yeah, as always, how can listeners um, contact Celiac Australia if they have any questions, they want to sign up as a member or make a donation? Yeah, so you can go to our website, celiac.org.au. Um, there's heaps of information there and also... Um, contact details and so on. We do have a helpline 1300 458 836 and we have our wonderful membership team um, online there who'd be happy to, to help you with, with anything as well. Awesome. Thank you, Penny, and, and have a great day. You too. Thanks, Ben. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me here on a gluten-free podcast. If you're enjoying it and think someone else would too, please share it with them. Also, I'd really appreciate you giving a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. You can find me on Instagram at a.gffamily or send an email to aglutenfreefamily at gmail.com. I'll add all this info in the show notes. Until next time, bye for now.